Hey there, friends. It's Nick with episode 310 of the Story Hacker podcast. So here we are. We're carrying on Joseph Campbell's hero's journey. And we've reached the point, I think one of the chapters that is the weakest, I would say, in the book. And this is Woman as the Temptress. Now, in the last episode, you'll remember, we were talking about meeting the goddess after the hero goes down the road of trials they they have a kind of a test a kind of a worthiness test really they meet the goddess who in the mythology is is sort of the feminine signifier of of everything the whole kind of world and you know the abundance and the beauty and um in some sense the sort of the bad stuff as well i suppose and maybe that's brought out in this chapter um woman as the temptress but I think you know as I've said Campbell is very influenced by the psychoanalyst in particularly Freud and of course Freud talked about the Oedipus complex about the kind of the battle of the child particularly sons who you know they kind of they aspire to 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 own their mothers and therefore to (laughs) kill their fathers and it's one of those things where I think I mean I you know I don't know the stake of of the state of psychiatry in the 21st century but it's one of those things that to me seems like a really kind of archaic and convenient idea and in some sense that's reflected in this chapter Um, Campbell starts it by saying the mystical marriage with the queen goddess of the world represents the hero's total mastery of life for the woman is life, the hero its knower and master. And the testings of the hero, which were preliminary to his ultimate experience and deed, were symbolical of those crises of realisation by means of which his consciousness came to be amplified and made capable of enduring the full possession of the mother destroyer, his inevitable bride. With that, he knows that he and the father are one, he is in the father's place. Well, that's there's some killer sentences in that, but you can kind of, you can kind of feel, I think the the sort of the manipulation really. Um, perhaps that's too strong a word, but he wants to fit this in this this story in with the, you know, this kind of psychoanalytic tradition, and I'm just not sure how successful it is. I mean, one of the things I guess is he's talking about. This is the first chapter, really, where he talks about the the value of the hero's journey for any of us, because in a sense, we can kind of plot our position on the hero's journey. And there's a really interesting passage. Um, Nevertheless, every failure to cope with a life situation must be laid in the end to a restriction of consciousness. Wars and temper tantrums are the makeshifts of ignorance. Regrets or illuminations come too late. The whole sense of the ubiquitous myth of the hero's passage is is that it shall serve as a general pattern for men and women, wherever they may stand on the scale. Therefore, it is formulated in the broadest terms. The individual has only to discover his own position with reference to this general human formula and let it then assist him past his restricting walls. And I really love that passage, but I think it also throws into... um, throws into relief this this idea I guess that that as he says this is the most general telling of this this kind of journey and it's not all applicable to everyone and 
And one of the interesting things about it, I think, with um, rereading the book is so much of the, the information that is online about the hero's journey does not cover some of these sections. And I'm really interested... I'm going to go back at some point soon and reread Christopher Volga's The Writer's Journey, which you may know. Uh, Volga, uh, probably 30 years ago now, I'm not sure exactly, but he wrote a memo that was very um, influential in Hollywood. He wrote a memo kind of taking the the hero's journey and turning it into the kind of um, information that screenwriters or screen you know, movie executives could use to see how their stories fit. And I just... I wonder, actually, you know, at the start of this, I said, I wonder how many people who talk about the hero's journey have actually read Campbell's book. And I think an awful lot of the stuff out there is working off Volga's interpretation of this. And I'm not saying, you know, that's right or wrong. It's just, again, it's just different. And I think, you know, one of the senses of this, this book, when we go so deeply into the sort of the psychoanalysis of things, is that sometimes... Campbell to me feels like he's struggling to fit um, he's struggling to fit the the material to this kind of psychoanalytic sort of pattern and it it may be that's why Woman as the Temptress is one of the shortest chapters one of the shortest pieces that we've we've read together so far anyway um, what it does do though is it sets us up you know when we when the hero has to um deal with the the mother figure as some something he's tempted by um because he wants to take his father's place of course that is where we're going the next section is about the kind of the the sort of showdown with the father i think and um I look forward to talking about that in the next episode thanks for listening hey this is nick thanks again for listening to dig deeper search for story.business